Hello, everybody. This is the MS Mobile Show. I am your co-host, David V. Kimball, and today Vernon is sick and his voice is completely gone. So, in his place, I am joined by the multi-hatted I have here in the notes, Kevin Harvell, who is our producer and also a frequent guest of the show. Welcome, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing good, David. It's been a while since we've had a chance to actually talk, and it's a bummer that Vernon is on the bench today, but hey, that's why you have bench players, people that can step up and fill in and hopefully at least get on base somehow. Yeah, I feel like you're a little bit more than a bench. You're like the coach, too, is the thing. I'm a player manager. (laughs) There we go. The, the the really competent managers are always players to some degree. So there you go. Well, uh, if you can't play, you got a coach and vice versa. Yeah, but hey, you do both. So thanks for uh, being available and uh, being on here with me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, first off, just want to say thank you everyone for listening, and I want to reiterate that this community, this grassroots ms mobile community has arisen from this podcast effort, which is really fun to see. You know, in Slack and on Twitter, and if you want to join us for the ride and you're a first-time listener, I encourage you to subscribe. You can do that at msmobileshow.com slash subscribe. And then, of course, if you do msmobileshow.com slash Slack, you can join our Slack channel and be an insider. We should just adopt the Microsoft insider terminology. There you go. Yeah, you're, be an MS Mobile Show an, insider. Exactly. And we'll, you know, announce updates like new cortana commands in slack and new emoticons <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because that's one thing that microsoft has done and you know, what slack they've you know really been upgrading that app quite a bit and it's, it's a lot better than when we first started the slack channel for the ms mobile show app wise and it's really it's really nice to see how it's grown along with that channel yeah it has been really fun. One thing that's interesting, too, is that the folks we get in Slack are generally in Europe, and so they're not able to join us always for the live, like this part of the show, the live part. Um, and so it's fun to hear, like, their comments and, and all that, too. So it's pretty interesting how our listeners are kind of all over the place, huh? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, you know, nearing three dozen people in there, that that is I'm so mind blown by that, by how many people have actually gotten in there and then how active it is. I mean, sure, it might only be like a a third of those people that have signed in are like really consistently active, but it's really, really cool. Yeah, totally great. And I'm probably wrong on the um, numbers, but either way. It's no, that really sounds nice. about right. No, that sounds about right. Um, So I think now would be a good time to introduce last week's poll, which... Uh, for, if, for those of you that remember, it is, do you prefer headphones when listening? And how do you prefer to use your headphones while listening to music podcasts? Do you like them wired or do you like them wireless? Um, and so the results were wired had 27% and wireless had 73%. So most people of this listener base and those polled prefer wireless that surprised me a little bit what about you yeah almost three-fourths are wireless and you know me as you can see hey i'm tethered to you know a wire here and i guess it's just because i'm not a big music file to where i want to invest in a really really good set of wireless headphones i'd love to that's kind of one of my goals for 2016 is to get more into music and listen to it a little bit more instead of just audiobooks and podcasts so kind of goes hmm. along with hey i already got something really easy to put into my music pick of the week here so what's your motivation for listening to more music i'm curious i just i don't feel that i listen to enough and it's not necessarily wanting to listen to all the newer stuff that hits up you know top billboard top 100 or whatever top 40 stuff it's to listen to more of the the classic stuff uh the passing of david bowie kind of I mean, I'll be honest, and I mentioned that in the Slack channel, that the first song that came into my mind of David Bowie was the Little Drummer Boy collaboration he did with Bing Crosby years ago. I'm Mm -hmm. like, and I felt so bad. I'm like, that's so corny for me to say that that's the first song that comes into my mind with David Bowie. So I had people reach out and, and give me some ideas, you know, okay, so what do I need to listen to David Bowie? So they mentioned... I think it was Chasing Bowie or Chasing's Bowie, the compilation. I'm like, well, I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. It's like, I cannot believe that was David Bowie. And I'm 
Just sitting there uh, thinking, I knew more than I thought I did. Those just those songs didn't go. come to mind. Okay, yeah. What comes to my mind all the time is "Under Pressure," like, and it was with Queen or whatever. Yes, Freddie Mercury. But that was fantastic. Yeah, I'm Mercury, like, oh yeah. my gosh, that was so good. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think uh, it's funny. Most people would say, "I know I'm one of the people that's the opposite. I listen to music by default, and I want to listen to more audiobooks and podcasts." So. We'll just swap. Yeah, we'll just trade resolutions here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the poll for this week is going along with uh, Kevin's other podcast. Why don't you introduce this poll? All right. So this poll is, is something that, as David mentioned, we sprouted up on Tech Informist podcast. And it's talking about virtual reality versus augmented reality and what people are more interested in. As we know, Oculus Rift has now gone live for pre-orders course now you're not going to be able to get it until like june but and also the htc vive is getting ready to go up for pre-order at the end of february february i think let me see if i can get my pronunciation correct and of course hololens is of course the big gun for microsoft that's getting a lot of great response and some great press it's just a matter of you know what are people really looking for in a you know, alternative reality experience. Are we looking for more virtual or the augmented? So do you prefer something virtual like the Oculus Rift or HTC Vive or what Microsoft is going to be doing with the HoloLens? Yeah, and that's interesting. You you talk about the HTC Vive and Oculus, and then you mentioned HoloLens, and it's kind of its own thing right now. Like there's not a lot of competitors in the augmented reality space, although Microsoft would say mixed reality Yes. And, you know, they, they try to differentiate themselves further and say, oh, no, it's not augmented. It's mixed reality. I, I have very mixed feelings about brands, like, trying to enforce their little, like, brand. Like, sometimes it's kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, Apple came out with the, you know, the, you know, what is it, Magic Mouse. I mean, that there's something to that, I guess. But when they when they show you the stylus and Microsoft, this is a this is a pen, not a stylus. Or when Apple says this is a pencil, it's yeah. like okay, it's a freaking stylus. Yeah. I don't know. It's like now we're really uh, splitting the hair here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that that is the poll. Um, so do you prefer? Are you more interested in, or do you prefer? How should we word this? Um. Yeah, I would just kind of say. I mean, like what we put. It's which one are you more interested in? Virtual okay. reality or augmented reality? And again, virtual reality would be you have a you have some sort of headset on or whatever, and you're in a completely different world, so to speak. And then augmented reality would be, you know, a bit of but would be you know your actual environment mixed in with sort of projected, you know, anything. So like a mix of both. To yeah. Use Microsoft's yeah, one, language. One story that we talked about on Tech Informist on that episode was about you know a doctor using Google Cardboard to help save a baby by being able to do heart surgery because their 3D printer was down and they were just having all kinds of different issues, but how to see what they needed to do to help fix her heart and basically saved her life over. And I believe it was a Boston story. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So a 10 to $20 piece of cardboard <laughs> and some little plastic lenses help save a little girl's life. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty wild. No kidding. And uh, like a year from now, what kind of conversations are we going to be having about this technology? I wonder. That, just a year from now. That's a great question. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of the answers. Hopefully, Microsoft to go on another tour, and hopefully Oculus or HTC will go on another tour to help promote this, and they'll be getting some demo units in stores, and we can actually go try it. Because I mean, for ninety something percent of the people, we haven't not even had a chance to see one in person. Or definitely have not been able to tr just try one on. Mm-hmm. I'm just envisioning the future where everyone has, like, some sort of headpiece on wherever they go, and they're like, we all become robots. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think it was Demolition Man, the Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes movie with Sandra Bullock back in the 90s, where that was kind of like a virtual, there was some virtual reality stuff there. Of course, that had to do with, uh, we'll just throw out an old term, hanky-panky. <laughs> but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? 
I know. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think well, we should talk about some news items now because, you know, a few things have happened in the Microsoft world. Um, this interesting stuff about Redstone update, you know, not holding it back for some features. What do you, what do you know about this, Kevin? Well, I was, you know, just looking through some of the things on my Feedly feed and, you know, I noticed that uh, Petri, which is where Brad Sands and Paul Thrud are, they had posted about Microsoft trimming the Redstone features to focus on one core and other systems. So I think that this might kind of aggravate some people because, you know, a lot of the features that they've been hyping for Windows 10 were, you know, got pulled out because of, you know, time constraints so they could get that out in time for back to school and all that stuff. And then in October, they thought, all right, October, November, all right, now we're going to get this big Windows 10 update. We're going to get some more of these features. No, actually, we're going to push that for the Redstone update. Now it looks like because they made some changes to one core, which is the underlying structure to Windows 10, there have also been significant updates to the way the company internally compiles the builds as well, according to individuals who asked not to be named. So that's kind of pushing some more of these features that Redstone was supposed to be bringing a little bit uh I'll push them back some more. Now, specifically which ones, um, it's kind of up in the air. It's like we don't know. We'll just say, well, out of six features that we were looking for, we don't know which two or which three, which four are going to make the cut or what's going to have to get held back. Some things are still going to come through, but obviously probably not everything. Right. And I think, you know what, look, if... If they're making changes to one core and it somehow helps Windows 10 Mobile, I'm all for it. Although there's no guarantee of that, but yeah, we could have a heck of a discussion on Windows 10 Mobile, couldn't we? I think we will coming up here pretty soon, actually. Um, and that's that's what that's always you know that's always the sort of um, debate is: do you have something you know really stable, or do you have the new features? And you know, companies have gone both ways and. People complain either way, so I mean, yep. it's like you're the bad guy no matter what. Yeah, damn you do, damn you don't. Hmm. Um. And then also, I found this also interesting. The the link you have here about Minecraft Education Edition. It's like finally my dream as a kid of Legos being part of you know a school curriculum has have finally come to fruition. So what what kind of what kind of uh? So yeah, basically. Microsoft is creating a version of Minecraft intended for the classroom called Microsoft or Minecraft Education Edition. And it's going to be discounted, I read, I believe I read, and it's going to, they're going to be able to take it home, like students be able to take it home and work on it. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, it talks about the company is able to launch this special edition of its game after acquiring the mod Minecraft EDU. And So it's a mod. Yeah, essentially. And it's uh, a school in Northampton in the UK already uses Minecraft EDU in the classroom, teaching pupils about Shakespeare's A Midnight Summer's Dream and tasking them with recreating the play inside the block-filled world. So Really? Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that people can do with Minecraft. I mean, I've, I've looked at some videos on YouTube that people have like recreated Call of Duty maps like from Black Ops 2, I believe it was, the cruise ship level for a multiplayer. And, I mean, it's so realistic. And you know, the people's got perks and things like I'm like, this is really, you know, kill streak rewards. I'm like, that is just wild how they people can come up with this stuff and actually make it scalable and playable. And it's like Mario Maker mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, it is. I, like, it, it is truly mind blowing. Like, people making computers and like just outrageously complex things in Minecraft, and so it does make sense that it's entering the education space. But I can see, like, as a gamer, the sort of core Minecraft fans kind of being annoyed at this and being like, it's no longer like the focus of it's no longer being a game, and now it's you know Microsoft made it Microsofty, and and I can see people getting annoyed because already I don't know how familiar you are with with the with the company Rare, but Microsoft acquired Rare, I don't know, ten years ago, yeah, something it's, like it's that. It's been a while. 
Yeah, it has. And people, like, never forgive Microsoft for that because it basically crippled all, like, the franchises of Rare that were so popular in, like, the Nintendo 64 era and stuff. Yeah, Perfect Dark and 007 GoldenEye and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So while I am excited about this opportunity for, you know, entering the education space, I'm a little bit reluctant as far as how gamers are going to feel yeah. about it. I don't know. Don't screw it up, Microsoft. Come on. <laughs> I know. We're saying that more now than ever, it seems. Yeah. 2015 was, all right, go Microsoft. And now it's, come on, man, don't screw this up. <laughs> like a three, you know, a complete 180. Well, they're doing so many new bold things like all at once. Like, I mean, Windows, I mean, it can't really be denied that Windows 10 launch was a so success by most standards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a great OS and everything. But it's like then they launched Groove, which I mean is kind of the from the backbone of Xbox music. And like, and they have a really big, bold new strategy. So they've got to be weak in some areas with all the stuff they're doing. All right. Um, but anyway, we, we can talk more about that in a little bit. Um, uh, so. Kevin, are you going to throw a party uh, about the Lumia 550 and and 650 to make up for the fact that Microsoft isn't? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I know one person that has already bought a 550 for his son. And uh, it was actually his first, you know, time using Windows 10 Mobile. And, you know, he said so far it's pretty nice. Like, okay. I mean, it. I I tried to get him to get a 640. I'm like, for one thing, you're going to be saving a lot of money, and I kind of think the overall specs are better on the 640 mm. compared to the 550, and even the 650. You you look at some of these specs for the 650, and talking about yeah, but these are unofficial, of course, have not been officially confirmed. With the five inch 720 display, I'm fine with that aspect. A Snapdragon 210 or 212 processor. That I do have a problem with. One gig of RAM. Yeah, I do have yeah. a problem with that. I mean, one gig's not too bad, but that's for the that's the 500 range, not the 600 and above. And then, again, a gig of storage with micro SD expansion. Why? 16 is so cheap. Just throw an extra 8 in there, boom, good. Well, yeah, and plus, I mean... Let's put it this way. If you want an iPhone-looking, inexpensive-ish device that's running the latest software, there's your options. <laughs> yeah. Because if you look at some of these renders and images that are popping up on, like, Windows Central, for example, man, that's a nice-looking device. It is. And then it's like... All right, man. Let's. It's like going to a used car lot and, like, oh, my God, look at that Corvette. And then you pop it open, it's got a four-cylinder in it. You're like, wait a second. what? The, no. No, this doesn't match up. Oh, that's a great comparison, actually. Wow. Because that, I mean, this 650 is looking beautiful. But again, you pop the hood and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's like Microsoft's just like teasing us for like what's about to come, you know? Here, guys, like, here's another carrot. <laughs> but think of it this way, like, as far as the 950, 950XL, let's say they're like, you know what? These are great devices, but we just want to save up for, you know, Surface Phone or whatever the heck they're going to do next. If they hadn't released the 950, 950XL and, they, and the 650 and 550 were the first devices to come out, we'd be, like, way more angry oh, yeah. about everything. Yeah, the pitchforks would would still be lit. Yeah. So I think, you know, 950 torches. was good. 950 was totally good. I think the timing was very needed, if not sooner. But then, of course... The software I'm, makes me happy it wasn't sooner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is kind of tricky. I, I'm really anxious to see. I feel like I've never not been interested in Microsoft's mobile efforts since Zune. Like, it, it's never like, oh, man, they're going to do really well. But it's like, they could. And I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, because you know um, what they can do. We've seen it and we've, we've held yeah. it. We've used it. And then it's like this last... 24, 26, 28 months, it's been like, eh, okay, thanks. I know. Yeah. I think 8.1 made me excited um, for a while. Got a lot but... of people spoiled, that's for sure, because it runs so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, man, Windows 10 is going to be even smoother. Mm. <laughs> that is yet to be seen. But again, you know, I still want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's I'm tying it up in firmware issues. 
Mm-hmm. Just I, I, I really hope so I too. I think it is. Again, I don't think the 950 and the 950 XL should have been released until January, just because you're gonna you're gonna release these devices when the next three out of the you know three out of the next five six weeks they're on vacation for holiday breaks and stuff like that so their minds really aren't into it you're dealing with mm. you know office parties and no it's just their minds at the same time they release it january what were these guys doing they had you know holiday they had christmas time release it before then why would they release it after christmas you know you yeah. have this yeah. coast kind of complaints yeah yeah, because so you didn't want to miss the holiday sales, which I, from all all things I know, which isn't that much, is that sales were pretty good. They're still kind of not not the easiest thing to just walk in and find unless you go to Microsoft Store on hand. But And yeah. if you look on Swap or eBay, it's not like there's a whole bunch of them available to buy used. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I, I did look at that recently. Um. So speaking of like Windows 10 versus uh, Windows Phone 8.1, the word flow keyboard mm-hmm. coming to iPhone. Yeah. Okay. I know that once that happens and people install it, the website Damn You Autocorrect is going to get about half the submissions it normally gets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was kind of a surprise to see that. Well, in a way, it was a surprise, but then in another way, it's not. Uh, I think it was more of a surprise that they didn't go for Android first. But then again, I guess they realized that, well, iPhone's the one that's in more need of good keyboards than Android. So we need to that's put true. something over there. But I will say that my word flow experience on this 950 hasn't been as good as it used to be on my uh, 1520 with Windows 8.1. Hmm. Why is that? Like just predictive text-wise or how it feels just, or what? Just the word flow experience, the swiping, trace typing. It It's not as accurate, even if you kind of like hmm. miss a little bit. I think it used to be able to figure out what you were wanting to say better than it does now. Really? I haven't noticed that. Yeah. And the fact that you can't trace type in Tweetium or in the Edge browser. It's still kind of a pain in the butt. You can't? No, and it's it's a development issue. Okay. That's why hmm, some that's apps funny. like TweetIt and Aries for the Twitter, and even the actual Twitter client, you can use WordFlow, but in Tweetium you can't. Strange. I wonder why that is. Yeah. I forgot what it was that Brandon Paddock specifically said, but yeah, it is a, it's a coding issue within... Hmm within uh, edge and all that in the browser or the keyboard. Okay. Um, I've always stood by, like there are a few things about windows phone that were always just superior. The keyboard was always one of them. It's like, there are all these things about windows phone that just were so solid. And now they're like wavering in 10 mobile. Yeah. Um, it's like the things that were strong to see Mm -hmm. aren't. (laughs) Mm hmm. And that's, that's like a little bit scary to see, honestly. Like, in my opinion, the thing about Windows, um, Windows Phone that like never wavered was performance. Um, performance, like camera, as far as like immediacy or quality, like just camera in general, the camera experience was pretty flawless. Um, and then like, you know, keyboard experience was really good. And then I feel like I'm missing one major thing. Well, to me, it's just always about the start screen and, you know, apps opening and stuff like that. that. That's the biggest thing that I love most about Windows Mobile is that start screen and all that you can do with it. Yeah. When it comes to widgets on Android, I use a calendar widget. That's really it. Maybe a, a Pocket Cast or Audible. I might use those widgets just to have on there, but that's it. I don't use a weather widget and I don't use stock tracking or news. No. Just just a few little things. Now that's you said that's on your Android device. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that is funny because like I guess for something like the weather on Android, you're making that decision like, do I go to the effort of like using it more real estate and you know throwing up a weather widget for something I kind of care about? Yeah. But with Windows Phone, it's like, oh, I'm just putting the app on my screen, and that's just a widget built in that doesn't use a lot of resources. Right. You look at your start screen, and there's the current temperature. Yeah, that is actually really cool. 
Um, and then again, like I, one thing that's always been true about Windows Phone is like how like resource intensive live tiles weren't. Like that's what always blew my mind. Like people, like critics would always be like, "Wow, that just sucks your battery." And it's like it honestly doesn't. No, it it doesn't, or at least it definitely didn't used to. <laughs> right. Maybe it is now because you know you just leave it sitting on the desk and the battery just drains. Yeah. Then you I know open the screen to just be in the start menu and it just it's like in a car you can just watch it going down. Yeah, I know. And so I try to leave it charging as often as I can. Um, but see, like, here's the thing about Windows 10 Mobile. If it had great performance and, you know, it didn't have issues that it's having, it would be a great operating system. Like, honestly, it, it would be a worthy successor to Windows Phone. But it's becoming so bad performance-wise, it's really hard to see progress. Yeah, I I don't know. It's It is strange. Because the code is not supposed to be too far off of what they're doing on desktop. Because that's the whole, kind of the whole point. And it's just like shrunk down to a smaller screen. Hopefully they get it quick. I mean, I think with the last build, the last build itself is good. But, you know, for me, again, I always go back to the firmware. Because I think people on older devices that the firmware is already good. Like 1520, for example, the firmware on there is already pretty much fine-tuned. And I think more people are having better experiences on those than they are the newer devices. And what that might do is keep people from wanting to buy the newer device. If they're not into the continuum experience, they're like, oh, this device has served me for two years. Battery life's still good. It's running well. I don't have the same issues that the people with the newer devices are having. I'm sticking with what I got. Yeah. I guess like you broke it down. The continuum is like that big feature that may, would make you maybe want to switch um camera honestly would be another one for me although you know what? i have to be honest uh using the camera has been really good for the most part like the color correction is so good it's so clear but like it might be my sd card i, I have to ask vernon because he had that we had that show about we're talking about sd cards mm-hmm. but i've had issues where it like it like it crashes after i take a photo and like it was a really important time during the day. Like I was with coworkers or something and I was take, I was posting something for like the, our company social media page and it crashes and I have to like explain to everyone that's like sitting there posing. Sorry guys, like my phone restart. Like that's just the worst. That yeah. should never happen. Um, so that was, that was too bad. So that's, that's why those things have to get fixed because things like the camera, things like making phone calls, making phone calls has not been a bad experience on Windows 10 mobile. I will say that. No, it sounds good. Oh. And the speaker volume is loud. I mean, if it's, yeah. I mean, it's actually, I think it's louder than my Nexus 6P and it's just got one speaker on the back instead of dual front facing stereo speakers. And that's on the 950, right? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I've noticed that pretty great overall. Oh, it's a, it's um, a loud device. Messaging is iffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, messaging is a little bit iffy though. And messaging is, I'm still a hardcore like SMS messaging person. And I have to say. Now that I'm in the fast ring, because I had good things to life, Aaron on Twitter, um, he convinced me to go with uh, fast ring, and it has been a lot better, which is good. So if you guys are having frustrations with your Windows 10 mobile devices, try the fast ring and the little disclaimer as you void your warranty. Um, there's nothing stopping you from going back <clears throat> and pretending like it <clears throat> never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't tell you that, though, on the record. Yeah, it's like when um, Brad bought his 950 over uh, last Friday. I thought, well, he just might as well just go ahead and get on the um, fa- in the Insider Fast Ring and just put the latest software. You'll eventually, once AT&T decides to approve of the firmware, be able to install that. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway... Um, I, I would like to talk about this because I know, Kevin, you are an iOS and Android user because you just love tech. Um, so I was, I, I think a good question to ask you would be, uh, you know, you highlighted earlier that, you know, the live tiles and the start menu are captivating reasons to stay on the Windows platform. So what iOS and Android elements and features do you, do you like and wish were on the Windows phone platform? Uh, for me right now, I would say the kind of fingerprint reader to help with security and stuff like that that would be one two a great way for you know mobile payments with 
you know, just tapping your device to a NFC or, you know, whichever kind of reader at a, at a store to buy something. Uh, three, being able to share to, I mean, if you go to take a picture or you take a document and you go to share it, if you've got enough apps installed on your Android or iPhone, you have all these crazy options of what you can do with this one little file. <laughs> if, you know, again, this is where that quote unquote app gap comes into the play is that, you know, you don't have as many options to share all these files with people. And I kind of think that's kind of a drawback in a way. That's true. I have to say that I want to interject with Android. One thing that really has always annoyed me is like Android has proprietary photos app or whatever. And then like HTC Sense puts on their photos app. Oftentimes when you like yeah. share a photo download, there's like five photos apps. And like for me, that's not a problem because I mean, I understand the difference. But for most people, it's probably like, uh, I'll pick this one. Like another time they can't find their, app, their yeah. photo because they saved it in the wrong app or something. Yeah, their mind gets blown. They got photos and gallery and yeah yeah so that's when the app gap is good yeah, right like, hey got two choices here <laughs> all right i'll do that one <laughs> i'm putting i'm putting the microsoft spin on this <clears throat> jennifer hope says that the an apple a day keeps the doctor away that's what i've always heard i got three over here in the little bowl so <laughs> maybe i should take one and keep the doctor away i don't like going to the doctor uh, myself what about you a doctor i have a I have to say my dentist, I'm a big fan of my dentist. He's a very funny guy. Okay. I thought maybe it was, you know, some cute dental hygienist or something like that. Whoa now. Whoa now. <clears throat> just saying. Just throwing it out there. Um, Let's see. I feel like there's something else I was going to say about iOS and Android. Um, okay. Uh, here, here's the thing. How How important is it to you, Kevin? to customize your phone like with android you're able able to do insane amounts of customization how important is that for you in a smartphone i like having the option whether or not i spend you know because i mean i know some people man they pour some time into it and they will change it up on a regular basis me once i get my start screen kind of set up it's usually like that for a couple months I, i might not change much at all but sometimes I do like to change the background and play around with different things and colors. And that's, that's one of the, the things I do like about, you know, the windows 10 mobile. And, and a lot of that was just, if you looked at that start screen contest that we ran a month or two ago, uh, that was so cool. You know, seeing what different people do. I, I love seeing people's, you know, their creativity and I mean, it's kind of an art. Uh, kind of what Brad did with, with his, he used that transparent tile app and, you know, he's got all these transparent tiles and you don't even see the outlines. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. I, I know like that little step you just mentioned was huge for people because for some reason, you know, transparent tiles showing your background image wasn't enough for people. They wanted a wallpaper, wallpaper, wallpaper. Yeah. And for some reason, like I, I, that that has made a lot of difference for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, super best friend of the show, Daryl Pritchard, over here in the chat asks, about to jump to the dark side. I can only imagine he's talking about iPhone. <laughs> and he asks, 64 or 128 gig? I would say at least the 64. I mean, I had the choice when I bought my Nexus 6P to do 64 or 128. And... I think with most of mine being 32 and now 64, I think 64 is a good space to go. I mean, unless you're really planning on using it to record video, I don't, I don't really see the need to have the 128. I would just save the money. Nope, no video. Yeah. yeah, I'd just do the 64 and save the money unless you have an employer that's buying it, which I really don't think uh, your employer is going to buy that for you, Daryl. <laughs> probably not you have to have an awkward conversation with your boss if you wanted to swing that yeah uh whoever your boss would be yeah i would just go with the 64 myself i have to echo kevin especially like 64 is a great option like here here are the roadblocks with getting like smaller uh you know storage on a device are you saving music on it probably not 
I mean, you might be streaming. Most people are doing that now. Are you taking a lot of photo and videos on it? I mean, if you're just doing photos, then 64 should be totally fine. Um, and then as far as apps go, I mean, are you like, do you install every app that you think of all the time? Even so, 64 should do a pretty good job of that. So 64 is a lot of space. Right. Um, so if you're taking a lot of HD 60 FPS, um, you know, 4K videos, then you kind of have to do 128. But yeah. Daryl says a lot of his coworkers are, uh, jumping ship. Can't blame you right now, especially when you get a great Microsoft experience on another platform. Yeah, yeah you can get just as good, if not better, experience everywhere else. That is something I'd like to bring up next, though. Mm-hmm. Um, for iOS and Android, here's okay. When I use the when I use an iOS device, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I have the latest version, nine point two or whatever it is. Yeah, nine point zero point two or point three. Yeah, something like that. When I email something. I still can't attach pictures. I have to embed the pictures in the email still with Apple's uh, native iOS web client or uh, mail client. Mm, yeah. See, I don't use their mail client on iPhone. Okay. I mean, I use Outlook as well, but like it blows my mind. Like if, if a friend needed to email me something and use their phone, it's like, I don't get the, you know, the entire resolution of the image or whatever they're trying to attach. Cause they're still like, that's really sad. Like, Windows Phone 7 had, like, email attachments. Yeah. And iOS still doesn't. And it's like, are you serious? And when I, whenever I'm using an Android device, it's their mail app is, like, I, I probably don't have the latest version of Android. So maybe this has changed. I hope so. But, like, the default mail one is so bad. And, like, Gmail's good, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't act like a mobile mail client. It shows desktop versions of emails. Mm-hmm. And I know this because that's part of my job to, like, like look at emails and how they scale for different devices. And so that's so confusing. It can't be worse than windows 10 mobiles mail app as far as getting like emails and having them scale properly. Oh God. Yeah. Having to pinch the zoom. I'm like, no, I should not have to do it. It should automatically (laughs) recognize the size of my display. Here's a tip. Click view, uh, email and browser and it will scale properly. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that cracked me up. I thought, there's got to be a fix for this. And I just clicked the view email and browser. I'm like, oh, there you go. There it Edge is. Uh, does the trick. So that's as far good. as capability. At least that's there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the Outlook app on Windows 10 Mobile is actually really good as far as, like, functionality and capability. It's just rendering the actual emails is not doing too well. Right. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, anything on iOS or Android as you're using it that you really, like, you think, oh, man, I wish this Windows Phone feature was on this device. Since I pretty much, when it comes to Android, I like using the Nexus experience. So it's pretty you know, pretty simplified and kind of not necessarily stripped down, but it's more plain, more pure. The camera app that Google puts out is just so, I mean, I like minimalistic things. This is even beyond my minimalistic expectations the camera app on the 950 is fantastic you at least have some control over what you're going what your image is going to turn out to look like you can kind of customize it if you understand iso and aperture stuff like that lighting Mm -hmm. on android you've got to kind of download that on a nexus device lg and samsung have those apps figured out by their default camera app but again google I don't know why it's just way too basic. And of course mm. with iPhone, a camera as simple as it is, it just automatically takes pretty dang good shots. Mm-hmm. And here's a, here's a tip for like office shots. If you're in an office a lot and the lighting's super yellow and like it's cubicle and not great, the white balance makes a massive difference. Oh yeah. Big. Like incredible! Like everyone in my office was blown away when I took the pictures. You know, after the phone restarted and I finally took the pictures, <laughs> uh, they were blown away. And it, it is a an iPhone iOS devices do tend to take great pictures, but I mean, you can't beat the like the Lumia cameras. They're so good. Right? Yeah. Uh, Nathan Eberlin in our St. Louis Microsoft meetup shared some photos when he went skiing in Colorado within the last couple of weeks, and they were just so so good. He's got a 950 XL. And oh, okay. 
he just said, you know, all I did was just tap the screen, take took the picture. I didn't mess with settings or nothing like that. And yeah. the low light images, some of them, it was kind of like early evening. So it was still, it was not all the way dark, but the image looked like it was about, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock. It was so, just so nice. That's great. Oh, Skies are so photos. blue. Oh, oh, beautiful images. That's great. Um, let's see. What are Microsoft's? Okay, here's here's another thing I want to ask you in your opinion. What do you think are Microsoft's strongest mobile services? You know, your Skypes, your OneDrives, Groove, and Bean Cortana, and Office Mobile. Where do you where do you see its strongest services are right now? Mm, when it comes to strongest services. Well, I think OneDrive is is still good, even though they kind of had their, you know, storage limits issues. And I think Cortana has its place, as evidenced by they're putting it everywhere else. And as I mentioned her name, she is very responsive. <laughs> so I will not mention her by name any longer. And, and I I still think the Office experiences is still pretty solid. You, you've got you know some some great apps there that. I think still work very well. Uh, for me, the most, I guess you would say unheralded app that sadly not enough people know about and not enough people are using is the office lens. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was, I've, I've used it so much in the last week. Just, I've been at different presentations or, you know, a client I was shooting some video for, she had her script and you know, she had written it out on a big kind of white, you know, tablet kind of like an artist would use. And just to make sure that I had her clips in the right order when I was putting the video together, I made sure to snap a picture of each page. There's only like five pages. So, and the the images that resulted were just fantastic and really helped me when it came to editing that video for her. That's great. That's a really good use case for it. Yeah. Yeah. Office Lens is so great and i mean i've mentioned it on twitter and the office lens twitter account you know retweeted it and you know thanked me i'm like yeah i just it's the one app unfortunately most people either they don't know about or they're just not thinking in their mind that oh wow that's right you know i'm sitting here and if i everybody's sitting there scribbling notes in a presentation i'm like just snap the picture and you've got the slide Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got the slide you can go back and take That's notes and you can pay attention to what the presenter is saying. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, and that's the thing. It's not bound to Windows 10 mobile. It's available on iOS and Android too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. So I, I've also, in my office, I'm surrounded by iPhone users. Um, and I've definitely recommended it a few times because like at a design agency, you're like writing stuff on, on the wall and like on post-it notes. And so you're always taking photos of stuff and... By far, Office Lenses makes it the easiest, and it looks really clean, and it's a simple upload. So Yeah, and the sharing options are very good as well. Yeah, they're excellent. So I'm really glad you brought that up. So as far as just ask the question again, so if you could pick like a strongest, like one or two, what do you think the strongest one is that Microsoft has right now? To me, I would, I would say, I guess I would go with Cortana and mm-hmm. Skype. I, th- I still okay. think Skype has a has a really good place, and I know it's you know Microsoft has owned them for so long, and they really haven't done a whole lot to make the platform better by implementing more features that people need. That things like what we're doing right now, or things that Hangouts has rolled out, but I th- I still think they're heading in the right direction and. I'm still willing to give them a little bit more time. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Skype's pretty underappreciated. And there are a few things I'll say. Skype did make multiple video chats free after they hadn't for so long. So that's good. Mm. Skype is now putting itself into more things. Skype's part of Windows 10 Mobile, which I think is awesome. Skype is in Outlook.com, which I think is awesome, right? And so they are sort of moving in these directions. And when you have a when you have a platform as old and not as flexible as Skype is, it actually is pretty impressive that they're able to do as much as they have been. You know, Blab has the flexibility of, you know, starting fresh uh, with, you know, new tools and 
and that's how it's so flexible i mean i don't know a lot of technical stuff but that that seems like that would be the case and so considering what skype is i think it is doing a lot of great things it gets tons of use it's extremely useful you can do things like screen sharing you can do file sharing and a bunch of stuff so i think it's great Mm -hmm. i agree if I had to pick Microsoft's strongest mobile service, though, I'd have to say it's funny because Microsoft Office is probably one of their strongest services, but I wouldn't say it's one of their strongest mobile services. Um, but when it comes to things like OneNote, I, I mean, OneNote is so good. Yes, like it's it's mind blowingly good. I can. It's like if someone gives me a list of things to do, it's like I could open a to do list on my phone or I could just open OneNote and jot everything down and then deal with it on a desktop, you know, right. and have that, not have that like comfort. Also, that's another question for you, Kevin. I want to ask like Microsoft's up, like grabbing like wonder lists and like a bunch of other little things. Like they have, they got like sunrise calendar and whatever. Um, what do you think? Like, what do you think Microsoft's going to do with them? Well, sunrise calendar and accompli the you know, really good mail app. I mean, they're kind of merging that all into outlook to make yeah. the mail and calendar app based on those. And I think that's great because I love using Sunrise on Android and iPhone. There's just great. Like being able to, you know, whenever I sent you that invite for this, and whenever I send other people invites to a specific time and, hey, let's have a meeting at this time, to just be able to open up that specific keyboard on Android and iPhone and pick that and gives me a link and I just share that link to them. They click the confirm and all right, meeting's done. So what do you mean open specific keyboard? It, you know, because with like with Android, for example, using the standard Google keyboard, which is the one that I prefer on Android, I can be in kind of like any app or like if I'm in my calendar, I can just hit the little keyboard button in the bottom right corner and it gives me an option to choose a different keyboard. So by using the sunrise keyboard, it's actually called meet M E E T. And that lets me bring up a small thing and I can click a diff select a few different times and that'll give me, you know, put in a, a, some basic information, save that. It gives me that, um, shareable link. And then I send that link over and then the person opens the link. It sees, hey, this person's available three different times. I'll pick on the one that works for me in meeting set. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. I mean, I, I want like with Wonderlist, like Wonderlist is a great tool too. Like, I, I don't really because I know Outlook has tasks. Yes. So I wonder if they'll like merge tasks with Wonderlist or something and make Outlook like this beast. <laughs> yeah, Wonderlist is nice. I kind of wish they would have went with Todoist. I've been playing around with that a little bit more lately, but Wonderlist works great. And of course there are apps on every platform. So that's always good. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. I'm really happy Microsoft's going for that approach. Uh, before we move on to our personal picks, I want to just bring up one last thing about Microsoft's weakest areas. Um, because I think, you know, instead of complaining about everything, it might be, it's maybe be good to focus on one thing where it's like, look, like we're, we're techies. We're going to find fault in a lot of things in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's like, we, but we where, nitpick. where, yeah, we do nitpick a lot. That's a great, that's exactly what it is. So maybe we should come together and say, you know what? Like, let's really focus on Microsoft. Can you really focus in this area and really improve this thing? Cause that's the priority right now. Um, and I'm going to say what I think first and I'm going to ask you, Kevin. Okay. I really think that Microsoft Edge needs to be fixed. Um, because like I take priority over several other things and it Windows 10 mobile is up there too but this is because if Microsoft is launching a new browser and I read on the news there there's you know they're stopping support for anything before Internet Explorer 11 mm-hmm. it's like and they're pushing edge as the default browser in 10 and they're you know you need to make it compliant with basic browser standards and it needs to be really really good it needs to have add-ons like that is like the web is so necessary that that is not something you need to like you know not provide in my opinion yeah i mean i know a lot of websites it will just keep using windows central as an example i mean it's you know it's an ad heavy site because i mean that's how they make a lot of their uh, money to help support it but you know i still like to block ads on the majority of pages that I go to, there's some that I will 
you'll let exceptions, don't, you know, don't block ads on this website. But now you at least got to give me the option. Exactly right. Exactly. So I know that those are coming too. I mean, I know add-ons are coming. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, that's a feature they've been hyping for a while. So it's not mm-hmm. like, all right, guys, I think we're going to put out, uh, you know, some extensions here pretty soon. And that just be like two weeks ago. No, this was like months and months. And this is back. It was a long we're time. We're rolling up on a year. And oh my gosh. Oh, it, have you seen, th- there's an image floating around. I seen it on Facebook today of, you know, Scooby-Doo and there's, you know, you got Fred and Daphne and Velma and everybody's standing there. <laughs> there's, you know, a picture of one of these ghosts or whatever. And the head is of the edge symbol. And then in the next panel, Fred pulls it off and it's IE. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. It's, that is it's really like, funny. Oh my God, you're really the same thing. <laughs> Well, like people see it like that like yeah. honestly no one no one really calls it microsoft edge they just call it all oh, that new thing or that that new internet explorer they don't even call it edge yeah. well it's because it's a horrible name but that's beside the point <laughs> yeah anyway so edge and then next i mean if not tied like windows 10 mobile and lumia if look if they're getting rid of lumia and they're going to surface phone then like then this is not applicable um, but Windows 10 Mobile, you've got to give it the polish it deserves. So Satya Nadella said, cloud first, mobile first. If he means that, they need to fix Windows 10 Mobile and quickly. Yeah. And if you get something approved within the Microsoft channels, put that software up on the Windows device recovery, Windows recovery tool server. So people like me that can, that know how to hook our phone up and open that program and can pull and check to see if we're running the current software and firmware on our devices to let us update that way instead of waiting. I mean, I really appreciate the fact that they're able to push out software updates without really worrying so much about the carriers, but that firmware is a, is, is still a big thing and not everybody wants to buy unlocked devices and off-contract devices, but I know how to work with my phone again don't don't punish the few for the actions or you know for of the many yeah just because they don't know what they're doing don't hold me back because that's going to keep <laughs> me from recommending it to other people to make it well the sure many. kevin but i mean you could you could carry that argument out pretty far too yeah so it's that balance that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'd like to move on to our personal app picks, and mine is going to be Pandora. I recently was playing around with the Windows 10 desktop version. It was great. And I was, again, looking at the Windows 10 mobile version, and it has it's one of the few apps I feel like that's actually comparable to the competitors. It has that sleep timer feature. It looks great. It has all the, the modern stuff, so you feel like you're not going to get slighted when you use it really really good app yeah pandora really is a good service we just got a new tv for our bedroom and it's got the roku stuff built in and pandora is one of the app channels and you know i've used pandora a lot here lately on my stepson's tv and it it's good you can just punch up you know, type in a specific artist and it just plays a whole bunch of music by that person and by others in that same genre. Sure. You'll, if you listen long enough, you'll start hearing some replays, but you know, that kind of happens with any playlist really. Yeah. And actually I was talking to a rep, a Pandora rep today from Seattle and she was explaining how initially like they have 25, like, like musically trained, like really talented musicians that like give songs a particular DNA. And then that's the algorithm. Like it's based off of like trained artist ears when they match up songs and make them similar. And that's the algorithm that it spits out, hmm. which I found really interesting. Yeah. That, that is pretty interesting. What's your tip? I mean, your pick. All right. So for my app pick, I'm going to go with the audible beta. I mean, I know there's the regular Audible, but somehow I ended up, I think it was through Windows Central, you know, they said, you know, right. hey, Audible beta, grab it here. And ever since then, it's been in my list. I'm not even sure if you can get it just by doing a search. So if anybody is interested in wanting to try it, I can, you know, share the download link 
it's and it, again it's it's through the Microsoft App Store and stuff like that. So I like it. It it's nice. It's clean and it works really really well. What are the differences between the beta and the non-beta? That's a good question because I haven't used the non-beta in so long. Okay, so I'm not sure. Great. What, well, then, what changes have may have came to it? But it works really well. It's got a nice sleep timer that I usually set for an hour, just so I can pop it in, listen to a book, and I know it's not going to wait. I'll wake up the next day and then four four chapters ahead of where. I remember trying to find a spot. I know, well, I fell asleep somewhere in this within this hour, so I can find. Well, I remember hearing this, so I'll start listening from here. Nice, stable beta apps are fun. Yeah, because and it is. It it does not crash. It has no hiccups. Great. It makes you wonder what the beta title is for sometimes. Yeah, just remove the beta title and pull the other app off. Yeah. Um, my music pick is going to be Revolution Death Squad by Dragon Force. And you might know Dragon Force as the band that did the Through the Fire and the Flames song. It's <laughs> just completely overboard guitar yeah, stuff. Yeah, Guitar Hero. That's how I learned about the band. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of people have learned about that through that too. But Revolution Death Squad is another really good one uh, that I encourage you to listen to. Okay. Might have how to check you, that out. So my music pick is going to be George Harrison. All things must pass, and specifically one song that you probably are familiar with, but if you're not, you need to be. It's called "My Sweet Lord," and that's actually one of the. Um, it's not necessarily a poll that I would ask on Tech Informus for MS Mobile Show, but would be which Beatle member would you say had the best solo career? And I would say it's it would be. Um, It'd be hard to not say George Harrison, because if you go back and listen to some of his solo stuff, you're like, wow, why didn't they let you do more <laughs> when you were really hmm. in the group? Because it was more of the John and Paul show then. But there's some great George Harrison written and kind of like focused. It was This was George's song with the Beatles. I mean, you can always tell, you know, guitar gently weeping and oh, yeah. Ah. Uh. Nice. Um, my podcast pick is not going to be a podcast as usual. Um, <laughs> it, it is. Uh, growing up, I watched Veggie Tales, and so some of those silly songs are near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I could. Uh, I, I would could like hum to make a cute couple right now, actually, but I won't. <laughs> All right. Some some listeners might appreciate that because I bet some people don't have as favorable memories to uh, those silly songs. Yeah, <laughs> their kids singing them. Um, some are funny though. But I, I mean, want to make very oh, creative. Yes, extremely imaginative, and that's why I want to. That's why I brought it up in this podcast because I was re-listening to them the other day. And I was like, these are actually extremely clever. Some of them, but I want to be sure and say through 2012 because the more recent abominations on netflix are just bleh, really bad yeah yeah because i'm not a kid yeah as you but. look at some of the stuff the uh, the newer veggie tales and like you said because you know again i spend a lot of time watching tv with my stepson and oh my god some of the stuff that's on there today it's like, whoa yeah oh. i know way too much about kids tv we'll just say that <laughs> If I need a consultant for that, Kevin, yeah. you're going to be the first person I call. Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Say, hey, have you watched this? I'll be like, steer clear. <laughs> steer clear. Who are your favorite characters in the show, Kevin? That's probably what I'll ask. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so my podcast pick, most of you guys probably already know. I, I know Vernon has mentioned uh, my Who's Who in St. Lou show about it being a localized podcast. But a friend of mine, mine that I met at podcast movement mark bologna is called beyond bourbon street insider's guide to new orleans and of course we're getting ready to get into mardi gras season and he kind of created the show just to say hey we are more than just the french quarter bourbon street and mardi gras there's a whole lot more going on in new orleans than just that so it's kind of the same reason why i launched my show which i had my show's idea before I'd ever even met him. So it's not like, oh, before he does his, I'm going to start mine. No. <laughs> but it, it's fun because we can actually give each other advice and suggestions on things that we do since we are each 
kind of trying to do a similar thing in our own cities. But beyond awesome. Bourbon Street, the Insider's Guide to New Orleans. And that you said that started already? Yeah, he is two episodes in and is working on episodes three and four. Great. Yeah, so it's still very new. But I think for being new, and this is really his first attempt at podcasting, so I think he did really good. He gives a lot of great information, almost too much for one episode, because you're like, oh my God, I want to go do this, and I want to go do that, and I'm like, well, I can't do everything, and try to remember back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was really good. I was impressed. Great. Uh, so for the Twitter tip, I think, Calvin, you've got this one this time. Yeah, just be nice to people. You know, I think the world's full enough with hate and hey let's see if we can get a rise out of this person and eh, you know just just be nice and i don't know or the uber tempting like dry sarcastic responses which often hurt more than like outright just calling someone a name yeah i have a tough time not doing dry sarcasm but I, i'm with you there i like norm mcdonald he's one of my favorite comedians so, <laughs> you know, norm mcdonald lewis black you know a dry sense of humor in a way. Although I don't guess Lewis Black's too dry. He gets pretty animated and agitated. But that's part of his act, so it explains what and that's the thing too. Sometimes your like mean responses you find really funny, so it's like doubly tempting not to say them. Yeah. A lot of things a lot of times I will type it and then I will <laughs> highlight I'll do control A delete and not send it. <laughs> That way, you don't do screenshot, send it to your friend, no, and then delete it? No, that way it's like mentally I sent it, but I didn't say it. Uh, okay. Oftentimes my brother and I will like type comments on Facebook that we really want to say, screenshot them, and then send them to each other, and then make sure we don't post them, and then that's the way we get our kicks. There you go. It's pretty interesting suggestions in here. Uh, Pandora has the best suggestions. Uh, Hateful Eight for a movie pick. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, here in the chat. That's funny. Great. Well, uh, if you if you want to talk more about your suggestions, you can join us in the Slack room. Yeah. And there's a random channel for those things. So. Yeah, all you got to do, uh, just like he said at the beginning of the show, msmobileshow.com slash Slack, if you're not already there. And, you know, just request an invite. And once we get that in, either myself or Vernon, we usually try to get, get you guys invited since your invite sent as soon as possible. Maybe Kevin will sing some VeggieTales silly songs uh, if you join us. Yeah, that's as far as it goes. Sorry. Oh, wow. That's just a preview for what you might get. That's just a teaser, folks. (laughs) Teaser. (laughs) Got to get in the Slack channel to hear the rest. Well, I think that's just about all for this episode of the MS Mobile Show. Well, we need to tell people Uh, how to support the show. Well, that's a good point. It's not in my notes, though, so... Well, I can. Fail. I typed the newest, the newest one. I came up with that. My language. <laughs> awesome. Use your use your language now. Okay. Well, I'm not reading it verbatim, but basically, we know what the download num- numbers look like, and we know that there's a lot of you all that not only you know kind of watch us now live on Blab once a week when timing works for you, but you also listen later. And if each of you gave just one dollar a month just did a little PayPal subscription. It would not only help take care of, you know, some of the costs, like right now the domain for msmobileshow.com is coming due this month, actually another week or two. So I got to renew that. And of course, then we've got hosting fees, the monthly podcast fee that we have for hosting the podcast audio that everybody listens to for free. It would be nice to be able to, have those taken care of and be able to really buy some fantastic giveaways. Cause I know we've got listeners that can help us with software at a reduced rate. So we could in turn get more and have more giveaways or we could get t-shirts and coffee mugs or just anything with the MS mobile show logo and, you know, hashtag support or just however we would want to do it or however we could get votes to do it just different ideas and of course we would put it out to the community to say hey these are the kind of items that i would love to have have the opportunity to win or just a random giveaway you know somebody that's been real active to say you know what boob here's a t-shirt just hey what's your address we want to send you something 
It doesn't even have to just yeah. be a giveaway that everybody gets in a drawing and raffle off. But yeah, I'd love to be able to give away devices and Xbox or games or just all sorts of things. And, and that would help. It's not like we've, all right, we're just pocketing all the money. No, it, it wouldn't be that. Right. So yeah, totally. It would be, it would totally be about keeping the show running and like doing exciting things like that. And that would be super, like super fun to do stuff like that. So if you do think it's valuable, like we do appreciate contributions. Um, but it, of course, if you only listen to our show, like that is great too. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, and then like I mentioned earlier, msmobileshow.com slash subscribe and then msmobileshow.com slash support. If you want to support some, uh, in some other way. And of course, we're on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, email is contact at msmobileshow.com. You can just send us your thoughts there. Yep. Feedback, and, suggestions. Yeah, anything. Um, I'm on Twitter at David V. Kimball. And where are you on Twitter, Kevin? At Kevin Harvell with two L's. Well, the with two L's isn't part of the username because that'd be too long for Twitter. Right. But yes, there are two L's at in the, in, end, in the name. Yes. Which thought I'd clarify. It's like that. barbell, but with an H and a V. Wow, that's right. Yeah. It is like that. Right. And it's pronounced the same. It's not like Harville, which a lot of people think. I'm like, I don't see a U in my name anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vernon, he's not here right now, but if you want to tweet at him and, and say, hey, I hope you get better, which is probably what I'm going to do pretty soon. Yeah. He's at Vernon E.L., and his voice is gone. Imagine if you're a podcaster and your voice is gone. You might not be having a great time. Yeah, there's been in the little over two years that I've been podcasting where that's kind of come up, I think once, maybe twice. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the show. But I made it through. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. I know there's Fisherman's Friend and other really great things you can take that helps out. Yeah, there's a lot stuff. of great little things. Um, Again, if you want to support us, great. If you're just listening to us, that's great, too. Just interact uh, with us on Slack or on Twitter. Yeah. Talk to us. We liked hearing from you guys. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.